Super Talk Mississippi media production. So we're 12 weeks out to the start of the college football season uh, here in the state of Mississippi. And if you're a longtime listener to Thunder and Lightning or even going back to the days of the B&B show, you know that when we do our opponent previews in the summer, we start at the back end and we work our way forward so that when we get to week one, we're talking about week one, which means we talk about the Egg Bowl in June, which means that Ben Garrett from the Ole Miss Spirit on three sports is here with us. A man. So, with- what music was playing? What theme song was playing in your brain? Mm. Wrestling when you when you started to say Ben Garrett. Hey, you won't like it, but it's Triple H's. I don't like Triple H. I know you, you know don't. I know, I know you don't. But you know that's 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 the right time I'm not, to play the game. Is not what ca- I thought. It's not. I'm not giving you Flair's theme song. I'm not. I'm just. Well, not. no. Oh, absolutely not. I was thinking more like Scott Hall. R.I.P. No, no, no. Come on. You're not, no, no. I would be Razor Ramon. I think no. like right for what we're cool. doing right now. Hold on. I know this is your show, but you invited me on voluntarily. Yeah, you invited, invited me on. Yeah, I, and for this show's purposes. I am NWO black and white. So does that make me the wolf pack? Am I Nash? What I don't know. Whatever is good, whatever sting. is the face in this rivalry right here. Uh-huh. I'm what's the worst deal you can think of for for like your and I's relationship? You being state and you make and you put all of your hatred if I don't everything give you about all this into me. And you've it, always done this. It's really easy. Said, hey man, I'm not as emotional about this stuff as you are. You go, yes, you are. No, I'm not. Like you forced me into these roles. So now that I'm on your podcast, all right. You've been on my podcast many times. This is not a first time event. Right, right. But now that we're renewing a rivalry. Yeah. What am I? Who am I to you? If I, well, you know, I I always say that, you know, it's, it's the the common man because Mississippi State Ole Miss, right? It's the common man versus sort of. If you call me an elite, I swear to God. The elite, the rich. So I won't give you. No, 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 no. You don't know. If you're going to do that, if we're going to do that, you're not getting flair. I, I'm Dusty Rhodes, which would make you Tully Blanchard. Try again. That sucked. Tully Blanchard, if you will. Try No, try. The, no, you are not Dusty freaking Rhodes. I am the American dream, the son of a plumber. My dad sold insurance, but still. Bring it more modern. We get it. You're a, you're well, a better. More modern was, was Austin Triple H. You are not Austin. I'm a redneck. I'm a state fan. You right? are not Austin. No. I like beer. Well, I like beer. You're not Austin. No. You don't get to be Austin. You don't get to claim Austin and make me Triple me. H. That's crappy. You don't get to tell me how I how I view things. Hey, sir, sir, you have to get my consent in this feud. And well, you then, have not asked for my consent. I, I'm Dusty Rhodes, and you are either – you can be Ric Flair or Tully Blanchard. I'll let you pick. Oh, well, no, you said I can't be Rick. You're not getting that theme music in my Do you know who I think? Okay, we're we're getting off the rails. I'm sorry. This is your show, man. Hey, you know what? I've missed you. You good? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I check in on you every now and then. Bull. Bull. Okay. I'm going to go through my phone here, and I'm going to see how often it's you texting me first. Oh, boy. Conversation. First of all, which one of us listened to the other one doing their job and pay them $100 as they were doing their job just on, like, a Tuesday. Who else did that? When's the last time you listened to any of my stuff, read any of my stuff? 
Huh? Uh, I was listening. I'm not, on a, the radio. I'm not a member of on three sports. So I you don't, don't have know. to be, you can listen to my podcast, talk of champions, which can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search talk of champions. You can do I that. I would have given you all this inf- information, but you just jumped right in on <laughs> what did you expect to happen. I don't know. I don't ever know what to expect with you. See, it's, you it's, signed up for this. It, it, it's, it's fun. And when I, when I interview Richard cross, he tries to have this same repartee with me, but it doesn't work. Yeah. It's, it's not the same. It's not so. He hasn't had the same shared miserable experience. Yes, of he hasn't gone through the grind. He doesn't know. He doesn't we've, know. Gone, we've gone through some muck, man. We we went the hell and back. <laughs> so really, really, this is kind of a tragic well, so we'll rivalry. After the after the the, the 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 interview here, we'll circle back and hop on a call. Well, so, we'll, oh boy, we'll oh hop boy. on a call and. Uh, <laughs> Somebody reached out to me recently in regards to the stuff we're hinting at that only the truest, like, OG fans would oh, know. Oh, we're talking about that as soon as we hit, as soon as I get done recording. And I immediately texted you and I said, hey, what should I say? Oh, oh that was that thing. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, you, yeah, did that I, ever go anywhere? No, I, I just okay. didn't. I just, That's yeah, I ignored it. Yeah. All well, because, right. like, you handle things better than I do as far as right. when I get mad at somebody, you know me, I either explode or I just stop talking to them completely. So the sa- safest, healthiest way for me to deal with that in my new mature state is to just ignore. Right. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, it was it was, was going to go bad. I, 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 yeah. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. So really, our rivalry is now tragic. These are two best friends that are forced into best. a rivalry to entertain the populace. It, I've been saying that for years that it's a kayfabe rivalry. I wish but you, you did it. I, I wish you would lean the people into that it. I love more. you. I wish you would lean into it more. I wish you would every so often just be like, you know what? I'm going to randomly take a shot at Hey Dad for no reason. I feel like me and Robbie Falk can have that kind of relationship. You and I, we, we can't, I just have too much of a soft spot for you. I hear you. I, I couldn't have that kind of rivalry with you. I can't lead into the cafe. I wish you would. It'd be, it'd be really funny. Okay. Ask um, me Ole Miss stuff. Let's do that then. Egg Bowl. Right. You know, w- when Robbie and I talk about this, and we haven't recorded yet, but obviously our focus is losing three straight Egg Balls would be disastrous for Leach. Hilarious for your and I's relationship, though. Yes, I because yeah. I know how much it would bother you. It wouldn't bother me at all, but how much it would bother you thinking that I was bothered. Would what be what, bo- the, what bothers me is that you won't admit that it bothers you. What bothers me is that you really want me to care like you. You, you do care like me. You just it's just see, deep y- y- y'all, y'all see this right? Y'all listening? We can't see it. You're listening, right? You see, this is what it is. It's crazy. Deep inside, it bothers you. Anyway. Did it bother you that Mississippi State didn't make the postseason or because they won a title? Like somebody said that to me. They're like, oh, no, who was it? I read it on Twitter. Yeah. And some, somebody goes, oh, the two best programs are the same. I'm like, dude, State won a title last year. I want you to win a title. My Braves fans completely changed. I don't live and die by every game now. I, my mood right. doesn't change every day. But that's they won if the, the, if they the Braves the don't make the postseason this year, I'll be disappointed. I wouldn't even be disappointed. It's like, okay, they won. They did the thing. So, like, as a so state for me, for me, it was disappointing not to make the post postseason. But they won a title. No, no, they no, did look, the thing. I'm not. I'm not. It's not like disappointing. Like, I think they should fire Lamonis and and burn down the stadium. I'm just saying. It's just that the ultimate Trump card. I would like, like to have had a chance to see state defend its title. Yeah, I get that. I get it. But for any fan out there that tries to go, oh, the two best, like, come on, dude, you don't have a leg to stand on. Well, yeah, I mean, they won a na- title. You know, Georgia won the national title this year. If they go to the Liberty Bowl this year, they're not going to be happy about that. That's crazy, though, isn't it? Yeah. 
They accomplished the feat. They right. accomplished the goal. But then it becomes staying on top, you know? Rick uh, Flair said that once. It's, be, it's not just uh, oh, being the man. It's staying the man. Dang. Man, that's a good point. Okay, you win. All right. All right. All right. From, from an Ole Miss perspective, we were talking about this game the other day on Sports Talk Mississippi, and an, uh, early, an early line came out. I think Ole Miss was like a seven-point favorite. And, there's already an early line for the Egg Bowl? Yeah, yeah. So it was from a fan duel or something. Oh, good Lord. And the comment I made was this. I said, Ole Miss is a team right now in June uh, that has a uh, lot of questions about it. You don't, you don't know a lot about Ole Miss. That's fair. When yeah. you get to November – if you if those questions are answered and they're good answers, yeah, I could see Ole Miss being a touchdown favorite in this game. So let's start with the questions that Ole Miss has, and let's start at the quarterback position. I thought it was a foregone conclusion that Jackson Dart was going to walk in there. I thought Lou Holtmeyer would be in the transfer portal by now. Lost his job, moving on to the next. Instead, it's it's a real competition, and it's it's up for grabs when they get to fall. Is it not? Yes and no. Okay. Um, I think Jackson Dart's going to be the quarterback. And I think because of their early season schedule, they can afford to rotate two quarterbacks. And I think Luke did have a better spring objectively than Jackson Dart. But which one of those dudes has the most money invested in him? And there we go. So I, I just think that if there isn't that much separating them, that what will ultimately happen is they'll go with the one that they made the biggest investment in. But I do think that Luke and Jackson are neck and neck right now. But at the end of the day, if Luke continues to be better, this much better, like he was that much better than Jackson, he was just obviously better and more consistent. He doesn't have the same flashy plays as Jackson. Like when Jackson has a really good play, you go, oh, I see I, I see what they were getting at, saying this is like Matt Corral 2.0. I get that. Mm-hmm. But Luke doesn't have those kind of real flashy plays, but it's consistently leading an offense, which isn't as sexy, of course, but. And, and if the goal is to win a national championship, then let me go with the upside over the safe play. But Ole Miss, I feel like, is, is good enough at other positions to where Luke could lead them to a really good season. I think Jackson's just got more upside. So I do agree that I thought coming in because of his reputation that Jackson would have been the far and away leader um, after the spring that had been so obvious, but it wasn't. And the difference is that Luke, they were going to always treat the quarterback battle as a two-man battle between Luke Altmaier and Jackson Dart, even if it wasn't necessarily so, just because they, you know, kids can get in the portal at any point. Mm-hmm. So let's keep the kid happy, keep him on campus. But now it's a legitimate competition. And that's the really fascinating part about it, is that you consider all the other dynamics of it, which is born of NIL and the transfer portal. And yet, when you get to August, yeah, we got a quarterback battle on our hands. And it's going to be fascinating to watch. Now, um, well, I do think that I was with you initially. I thought Luke would be in the transfer portal because Jackson was the guy. He was the guy that they committed all this time and money and effort into. And uh, Luke just did better than he did in the spring. It's a legitimate competition, and it won't be settled until a couple games in the year because their schedule affords that. How much were you uh, maybe unable to determine things in the spring because Ole Miss's receiver room was just like a mash unit? Yeah, oh, Yeah. Yeah. Do you really learn anything legitimately in Springs anymore? It depends. It depends. Like, like I think Ole Miss learn? could have learned if, if, if Ole Miss's receivers were healthy mm-hmm. and, and you had the full complement of guys out there, you could have learned a lot more about this QB battle. Whereas for State, I mean, it's Will Rogers. He's the guy. Yeah, that's a really good point because there's two guys coming in in Malik Heath. Well, who's the other one? Oh, I guess it'd be Jalen Robinson because Deion Smith didn't qualify. So they got two guys coming in. And they got the kid from uh, 
Yeah, Jalen Robinson. Right. Oh yeah. Well, Jalen Knox went through the spring, but he got banged up, and they loved right. him last year during practices. So they don't know anything. You're right. They don't know anything about their wide receivers yet because they didn't have their full complement of wide receivers. They didn't even know who all was going to be in the room. They thought Deion Smith was coming in June, and then he doesn't make his grades, and he goes to JUCO. So Malik Keith, who honestly, honestly, I'm not just saying this because it's a Mississippi State podcast. I don't know much about Malik Keith. What's the scouting report from Malik Keith, Mr. Mississippi State guy? I will tell you the same thing I told Richard and Michael. On the show. And don't do the whole, like, he's gone now and I hate it. No, no, no. I would just say this. If you're expecting Malik Keith to make this big impact, I think you're, you're overstating it. Uh, What's the best case scenario for Malik Keith? He's your fourth or fifth leading receiver. That's best case? I think so, yeah. I mean, oh. he was in the most pass-friendly offense in the world and was State's, what, sixth, seventh leading receiver? No, that's a good point. That's fair. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and I mean, again, and, and and look, I'm not one of these guys, you know me, that when you have off-the-field issues, you haven't been at both schools. You haven't been at Did you school. still hate C.J. Johnson? Stop. <laughs> you know, when I was putting this interview together, I was like, it's going to be difficult to keep him on track. I just knew. Uh, I'm not a fan of C.J. Johnson. I know. Um, it's whatever. But anyway. Point is, he, you're right. Wide he, receivers, you know, you they have, don't know. They yeah, and then you had some off the field issues with Heath here at Mississippi State, so it's about keeping you know keeping him on the straight and narrow. There's there's, there's a lot going on there. If, if Heath caught thirty passes for you guys this year, I think that would be you. You should be pleased with that investment. Okay, so then then that means that Robinson from UCF has to be the number one guy, like he was down there. Why has can't Mingo be. be the number one guy? Is it that he can't stay healthy? Just he that ship healthy. has sailed. Well, he can't stay healthy. Why can't same it, thing it, with Braylon it, Sanders? He just they, he can't stay on the field. He just he just can't do it. Well, Dennis Jackson just hasn't put production on the field. I mean, he's mm-hmm. had occasional like flashes of it, but at some point, you are what your numbers say you are, and they, and Dennis just hasn't done it to this point. And uh, in a world now in college football where it's truly, what have you done for me lately? What, how can you, as a casual observer or even someone like me who covers it every single day, go, oh, yeah, Dennis Jackson, he's the guy. He hasn't done it yet. Jordan Watkins has, but he wasn't particularly impressive in spring yet. He's getting to know the offense, new offense, everything. And he also got banged up. It's all about injuries, man. And they can get Jonathan Mingo healthy. And Jalen Robinson is as good as they think he is for the slot. And Malik Keith can give him, I guess, fourth production. And the third guy could be a Dennis. Or they love Braylon Brown. Brandon Buckhalter was pretty good in the spring. I love J.J. Henry. I think that kid at some point is going to be really good. Jalen Knox, they loved him last year, but he was banged up in the spring. So it's all about getting healthy. So then you can start seeing the path, right? But there's just too many unknowns. You just don't have a guy. like Even when Braylon Sanders couldn't stay on the field, when you were talking about Ole Miss's wide receivers last year, you knew Braylon Sanders. Yeah. Who's that guy for Ole Miss this year, right now? Right. You don't know. You don't know. So that's the, I think the wide receiver is the biggest question mark going into the fall. I think everything else, quite honestly, outside of linebacker, I could, I could have some um, questions about that. But I think for the most part, everything is pretty settled. And that's shocking considering that they just lost their quarterback. They lost their entire running backs room. They lost Sam Williams, one of the best edge rushers. And now, finally, the Dallas Cowboys have an <laughs> Ole Miss Rebel on their team. Yeah, I know you're happy. My favorite player – is is Dak Prescott, and I can't fully embrace him because that people like you say, Ben, you can't. You, you I, I do not you. say that. I don't you say, say that. Ben, you can't love Dak. I don't do say it. that. Never uh, say that. Whatever. Never say it. Always, whatever. Whenever Dak makes a big play, I'm always texting you like, there's your boy Dak. Yeah, that's true. Initially, I think it was 
oh Ben, you can't own, you can't have him. Like, no, it was it was more like questions. It was like, can you embrace Dak Prescott? Yes, so, yes. I, I'm, I'm He's not a Mississippi State boy. Even if he was, I don't care. Anyway, moving on. You do, you do care. Um, <laughs> you mentioned Williams. Mm-hmm. I thought that outside of the play of Matt Corral, which was spectacular last year. The, the what got Ole Miss to ten wins was defensively they stopped yes. being a pushover. Yes, Sam Williams, Chance Campbell, those guys were huge difference makers for for Ole Miss a, a season. Ago. You you want a scorching hot take? Sam Williams was Ole Miss's most important player last year. I'm, I'm, I would disagree because I mean when you have so a franchise quarterback, he's always it's not. It's not hot. I'm, I'm just saying, but. Okay. Of that. Those guys are gone now. Right. DJ Durkin. Yes, Sandwich. DJ Durkin's gone. He's at Texas A&M now. Uh, you know, he and Ross Bjork are hanging out, riding tricycles, or doing God knows what. What is this? <laughs> whole... I always take that shot if I can. What? Uh, what does Ole Miss? Yeah. What do the Rebels look like defensively this year? Linebackers a question mark. Um, they like Troy Brown, the transfer from Central Michigan. Ashanti Seastrunk really came on toward the end of the year. He's the, probably their best veteran. They love the upside of Austin Keys, but he can't stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, they like what he could potentially be. Uh, but losing Mark Robinson and Chance Campbell, that's that's a heavy that's a heavy bit of attrition from your linebacker room, um, your two leading tacklers last year. But defensive line, I think they got real depth. Sam Williams losing him sucks because he was the best edge rusher, one of the best to ever come through Ole Miss. But you have Cedric Johnson, you have. Jared Ivey, Kari Coleman, transfer from TCU. Jared, Jared Ivey's a transfer from Georgia Tech. Um, DeMond Clowney. Huh? You keep saying that word. What word? Transfer. Yeah, because that's college football now. Hey, if y'all want to, like, live in the past, live with the dinosaurs, and just go to Liberty Bowls and Music City Bowls, sure, criticize the thing that everybody's doing who's, now. Who's criticizing? You, you sounded – you had a little bit of, like – It's, a, it's a, just a interesting – I have a question about it in a minute, but okay. it's just, right. you know, every it's, it feels like, you know, quarterback. Wait, are we not almost done with this podcast interview? We've been going for like 15 minutes, haven't we? Yeah, but but like eight of it was you ranting about God knows what. <laughs> Look, you asked me. Which is what you're doing problem. now. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. The okay. Ole Miss defense. Uh-huh. Uh, Better, the defensive worse. line. What do you think? I, I think about the same, honestly. I think okay. Chris Partridge will take a few more chances defensively. Um, I think DJ, because and I think it's justifiable, um, justifiably so. He was um, kind of risk averse when he got here because of how bad Ole Miss had been. I mean, Ole Miss was historically awful, truly like mm-hmm. ungodly awful. You couldn't script that bad of a defense. And yet they were that bad. So I think he was a little more risk averse. I think Chris Parsons is going to take a few more chances and he's got better personnel in the margins than DJ did. He doesn't have the top end proven production that DJ did with Chance and Mark Robinson and Sam Williams, but he has depth of options. And I think that'll be big for him. So I think they'll be about the same. And in the secondary, they're really strong. Like that's the difference with this group compared to past Ole Miss football teams. Uh, DeAndre Prince is really good. Miles Battles come on and really developed as a strong um, cornerback prospect for the next level, quite frankly. A.J. Finley being back, um, I think they expected to lose him after last year, and that's a veteran presence. Uh, great, solid safety. Maybe a little limited in what he could be upside-wise, but he's been proven production. You'd have that and take that every single day. They love the Darius Tennyson, the transfer from Auburn. Um, they love Aishim Young. I mean, that's a – all league caliber player from Iowa State. 
uh, that transferred in, but he broke his jaw and didn't participate in spring practices. So a little bit of a question mark there. They got a lot of options in the secondary. So I think while there isn't the same kind of headline or maybe, uh, you know, headline grabbing guys like Chance Campbell and Sam Williams, whatever, um, they, they have depth of options that DJ staff. And I think Chris will take more chances, which will lead to potentially more big plays. All right, let's talk about transfers. Just this Great. Is more of a big picture kind of question because – Neat. I, I don't know how many Ole Miss that got this year. A lot. We'll just say a lot, right? And, I, and, think, like, I think it was like 14. Okay. My question is, is sort of this, and, and this is a question coming from <coughs> – excuse me. <coughs> coming from like I, I genuinely don't know the answer. Okay. How do you do this every year? Because it feels like once you've got these guys and they're transfer in and they're locked in now, Dart right. is locked in for three, four years. Trig is no, he's not. He's locked in for two, dude. Stop. Isn't he a freshman? No, he's a sophomore. But he has a hold on. Doesn't he have a COVID year? Yeah, but he's not going to be here for okay, that. I'm just saying though. But he, he, what I'm saying is he can't transfer out at the end of the season. Right. Trig can't do that. All these guys that can't do that. How do you sell? I mean, this year was an easy sell, right? Almost lost a lot of starters, so it's it's like, hey, come in, you can play. Next year, when these because they're going to lose a cornerback, they're going to lose. There's always going to be a position to sell that about. I mean, quarterbacks. Well, what different. happens when you have a year like Mississippi State this past this this upcoming season? Right, they returned 17 starters. Mm-hmm. Now they went out. Well, in the then portal. you can't be at, you can't be as crazy active in the portal. That's my question: Is are they going to have years where they're not hitting the portal as hard in the in the near future? Well, I don't know how Mississippi State goes about what we call processing guys mm-hmm. like Nick Saban will sit somebody down and say, look, you're not going to play. You can, they can't, they can't buy NCAA law. Look at a kid and say, you don't have a spot anymore. I mean, that scholarship is binding. Right. Right. So when they, when we talk about processing players, Nick Saban sits down and says, look, we love you, whatever, but you're not going to play. Here's the path. We've got these guys coming in. You, you, we'd love to still have you, but look, if you want to explore your options, that's the And nine times out of ten, kid explores his options and he leaves. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how Mississippi State does it because you say you got 17 stars returning. Well, if Mike Leach could improve on even Will Rogers, you think he wouldn't do that? Blake Evans just sits these kids down and says, listen, this is what the reality is for you. Here's the spot. Here's what we've got coming Man, in. State's had plenty of guys hit the portal. I mean, they, they've definitely right. processed some guys. Okay, then, then you're always going to have spots then, Brian. But there's a difference between processing guys and processing starters. State didn't, I don't think, process processed any guys. Okay, well, Tylen Knight was a starter last year, but are you thinking, dang, almost lost Tylen Knight? I mean, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. But they got Ladarius Henderson and Aishim Young. Okay, well, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm – <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about? What do you I mean, mean, I don't yes. know. I don't. I don't know who Ladarius Tennyson and Ashim Young are. I well, Ashim Young was an All League caliber player. Was I think all freshman in whatever Iowa State's conferences? Are they the big? What are they? The big big what? Big twelve. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I've never that's, seen that's the kid play. Player. I have to watch him play first before I can make a, a judgment. Okay, I've seen yeah, fine, Knight, I was like fine. player. Yeah, but when you when I tell you Ashim Young was like the leading tackler or one of the leading tacklers for for. Iowa State, and he was an all-league caliber player. You would go, oh, they improved on him. Feels like it's a good. Feels like it's a good player. Okay, all right. But you know as so, well as I do that there's a difference between anywhere in the SEC. I agree with that. Yes, I so, do. 
So Tennyson coming from Auburn, at least you feel like. But that's what I'm talking about with depth of, depth of options. You, right. You've replaced Tyler Knight with Aisheem Young and Ladarius Tennyson to transfer don't, from Auburn. So if you're meeting your SEC criteria, well, there's Ladarius Tennyson. Don't think, for, don't think for a minute that I'm criti- critical of, of Kiffin's policy. I, I, I the transfer. It sounds was, like you want Leach to be more active in, in the portal. No, not this year. I thought I thought they did a good job of, of filling the needs that they had. They needed some depth in the secondary. They went out and got two corners and three. Well, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. All right, I don't know who. And this is not, again, I'm not trying to be funny. Right. Who is State's running back? Uh, they brought back Marks and Johnson. Okay, he was the starter last year. They were both starters last year. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you could have gotten Zach Evans, though, mm-hmm. do you think he would have been an improvement over these guys? Can he catch? Yeah. Then or how about the one that went to – take Zach Evans out of it. Okay. Kid from Georgia Tech that went to Alabama. Alabama? Yeah. J- J- what is it? I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just that simple. Gibbs. Can they catch? Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Jamar Gibbs. Gibbs. Yeah. Can they yeah. catch? Well, yeah, but here's the thing. Would you still think that – would you take that talent over one of those kids? It's free agency, Brian. It's the I, same I thing like – No, I get that it's free agency. But yeah. Marks and Johnson are plenty good, in my opinion. So – why? Why would I go after them when I need? I have needs elsewhere. Sure. Yeah. And Ole Miss had needs at running back. They did. No, they absolutely did. They lost yeah. all three guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I get, I'm not. Again, I'm not trying to be critical of Kiffin. I think his, his strategy was a good one. I do think, I, and I got into it with some Ole Miss fans on Twitter on signing day, the the whole idea that he had a crappy high school class because he was going to go out and get great transfers. You could have both, man. You can have a good. He didn't high have school. a crappy high school class at all. It wasn't great. You kidding me? Are you going to the what? It wasn't great. No, but because they didn't have, they only took like a handful of kids. But that's, not my, that's my point. That was my point that I was trying to make was they only took a handful of kids. Right? They could have taken a handful of better kids. Like the whole idea that oh well, or hear me out. Let me get the player that actually actually can help me right now. Again, you're 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 missing my point. I don't know what the point is you're trying to my make. My point here. is all right. So Ole Miss on signing day, they signed like 14 high school kids, right? Something like that. I don't remember. And it was made out as like, well, this is part of a bigger plan, right? Okay. Okay, you see where I'm going? Maybe. But on signing day, if Jaheim Otis, okay. if Trevion Williams, if uh, – what was the kid from De- – DeCarlos Nicholson, if yeah, – What's the kid from State, the defensive lineman from Tupelo? Was it uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the kid who flipped, Jacarius Clayton. No, 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 there's the other one. I think the one from the coast. What's his name? You think oh, about Trayvon Williams? He's from Crystal Springs. Trayvon Williams, yeah, I'm sorry. Trayvon okay. Williams. But if, right. if him, if uh, if for some reason Kamari Rogers had wanted to, had decided to flip to Ole Miss on signing day. They wouldn't have taken Kamari Rogers. Oh, that's bullshit. No, it's not. I'm just going to drop a BS on you there. It's not. No, it's not. Top-rated defensive back in in the state. Let the record show. If I'd have said BS, you would have gotten on to me. Said, said, pause. You can't say that, man. You can say what you want. It's this podcast. But anyway, my point point is, they 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 were after that kid from uh, was he from Maryland who ended up signing with Michigan. Oh, yeah, for sure. But what I'm saying, Corey, it, it is an individual thing. I can tell you exactly why off the air. I'm not going to say it publicly, but, like, I know why they weren't going to take Corey. But regardless of all that, what I'm saying is Ole Miss on signing day, there were seven or eight four-star, four-star. kids. The kid, the other kid who signed with State, Percy Lewis, the Juco tackle, they would have taken him. They would have taken all of those guys. They just didn't sign them. So the idea that he didn't sign them intentionally isn't correct. Oh, that's true. It could have been a bigger class for sure. Right. 
He would have taken every, every guy we just listed. Kiffin would have taken them. But there's also would have readjusted his transfer policy however he had to do it. But also the math didn't change anyway because there are a couple of kids that right. I don't think. Well, it doesn't matter because the math didn't change now because you can sign over you know whatever you want to do. So sure. regardless yeah. of that, all right, let's let's get back to Ole Miss this this season. <laughs> we we only have a few minutes left to, to talk anyway. Is there a time limit? Why? Because well, I mean, we can we we have to start another Zoom. Oh, oh wow, okay. So you only get forty minutes. How um, long? We've been talking for thirty-one minutes. Oh, good lord! I'm sorry. Go uh, ahead. It's your fault. Um, it I said on Sports Talk, we were talking about Ole Miss and, and some win totals. I said, look, 10 wins is not happening this year. It's just not. You, Ole Miss had its first ever 10-win season regular season in school history. And, you, and, look, the last two times in this state, a team has lost a true NFL quarterback, right? It's only it's happened twice in the last 20 years. Ole Miss lost Eli Manning. They went from 10 wins to four. Mississippi yep. State lost Dak Prescott. They went from nine wins to six. You're going to drop. So what's the range for Ole Miss this year? What's what's the ceiling? What's the floor? Um, the only counter argument to that they're not going to win ten games because I, w- I would I'm you always gone a little bit more forceful and definitive with your statements like that. The only thing I would say Ole Miss because of its schedule, yeah, I could see it. It's not. I don't think it's going to happen. I can see it just based off. Oh yeah, a team comes together and all this kind of stuff. That would mean a lot of things. Pretty much everything went right to really get to ten ten wins. That's that's hefty. Right. That's yeah. So I agree with you. I, I don't think they're going to win 10. Um, but I'm not saying that, oh, there's no chance in hell they're going to win 10. Yeah, they can win 10 games. Sure, they could. I mean, the schedule's soft like that. When is, how many times does Dan Mullen schedule really easy schedules? So they always just stacked up six wins. Now I only got to get three or four more. All right, I see what you're saying. So, so um, he's always getting those three or four more, though, because it usually involves Alabama, LSU, Auburn at their peak, Arkansas when they were still good. Yeah, but Dan Mullen owned, owned Hugh Freeze, didn't he? Okay. Anyway, so. Oh my God. See, but he doesn't care, y'all. Go ahead. <laughs> I think they're going to win eight games. Eight. Okay. But you think the line set at eight and a half is good? I like that. Yeah, I, I have Ole Miss. I, I think the Egg Bowl could be the difference. It's a seven, eight, nine kind of situation. I think both teams could come in eight and three. Winners nine and three. Loser is eight and four. They could both what come you- in seven and four. And winner is eight and four, and loser seven and five. What's your record for state right now? Eight and four. What are the nine cons? They got any really tough nine con games? No. Well, you know they lost to Memphis last year. So what are we talking about? But they they have Memphis at home. They're oh, at- they got that that bull crap call against them, didn't they? Yes. Look at you. Yeah. Even you can admit that. Yeah, uh, was- uh, they're at Arizona, and then it's Bowling Green and an FCS. You did the thing you do. You said, "Oh, even you can admit that." I. I admitted it voluntarily. Like, why would you say, oh, even you? Why would I not? I agree. Because, again, it's not about, oh, state, yeah. This I'm would be such a great video interview. I wish we were I wish we were doing that. Because my, 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 every time I get you going, I just start laughing. Got a big smile on my face. I knew how much I hate that, but also, hey, Brian, hey, Dad. I hate talking sports with you. It's there you way. go. Yeah, just let it out. It's okay. It's Only okay. still do these stupid appearances. Well, not because like I'm like big time in him or something, because I who am I? But it's because, you know, he gets me worked up about this stuff. And I love him, but he gets me worked up I about know what buttons to push. Why did I do this? Why did I sit with you? I don't know. Give me uh, a give me a June egg bowl prediction. Ole Miss is gonna win because I mean I'm gonna go with recent history. Okay. I mean, it's not unfair. 
And it can't be, you always go, well, it used to be you and I agreed with this. Mm-hmm. Like when we, what are stuff? Oops. It's like saying Voldemort. The, the, the company that shall not be named. It shall not be named. We'll start with uh, a V. Same as Voldemort. All right. We used to agree that we would go in the Egg Bowl this early. We do these things in June, which is just absurd. Mm-hmm. We'd always the home team because the home team would win. Right. Now, it's gotten away the past, you know, the states. Completely changed. Won two of the last three in Oxford. All right. What's the through? What's the common thing we've we've learned about the Egg Bowl lately? What's the thing now? It's not home team. What is it? It's with the coaches. I mean, it's it's, it's the, the way they prepare for the game, it appears. I mean, Mullen took it seriously. Then Freeze took it seriously. I think Moorhead took it seriously. And not that Luke didn't, but State was just better than Ole Miss those two years. That was never in a fair fight as head coach. Right. And then, you know, like, Kiffin takes it seriously and, and Leach less so. Would you rather have Lane Kiffin or Mike Leach? Yeah, oh, man. Such a, it, Take the State out of it. The, Kiffin right now is the better coach. I mean, there's okay. just no getting around that. The results think, bear that out. Fine, and if coach the uh, determining factor, then I'll pick Ole Miss. And, it, and it's in Oxford. And again, like I said, if if Dart grabs that job and starts slinging the ball all over the field like Corral, if Zach Evans and and I love his name Ulysses Bennett, right? I love that Ulysses is actually going to be leading the Rebels. I think that's kind of funny. Um, I recently bought WWE for PS5. It was really cheap. And I was like, man, I really need – I did the gimmick, the My Career gimmick. I need a name. Uh, Ulysses Bentley had just committed. I went, you know what sounds like a great wrestling name? Ulysses Bentley. Like MJF. Bentley. I'm sorry. Yeah, Ulysses Bentley. Okay. But he but sounds if, like – If those guys are good, if if the all the tra- the receivers you – know, I give Kiffin the benefit of the doubt offensively, obviously. And then defensively, again, I just feel like almost doesn't have to be the number one defense in the conference. If they're the right. seventh best defense in the conference, they're going to win games. Who's the best defensive player for state? Ooh, um, my first thought is Emmanuel Forbes. I don't know who that is. Where's he from? Grenada. Dang, I should know him. You should. He, I mean, Ole Miss recruited him pretty hard. Um, oh, after dude. him, after him, depends on if Jordan Davis is healthy. He might be number two. I'm worried about state's defense right now. Should you be worried? Is that what you said? Kind of worried about State's defense right now? Am I kind of worried? Yeah. No. Okay. Arnett's Arnett's come in. You know he's a good coordinator. Talent-wise, they've got it. They've got guys there. They've got. All right, Mr. Objective, fine. Then we'll end it on this. Even though this is your podcast, I'm I'm, I'm exiting myself. You're you're ending it. Okay. Okay. Let let me ask you this. Sure. Take the Mississippi State out of it, you jerk. All right. It's the worst interview I've ever done. Go ahead. I think it's the most fun you've had in a while. If you had to pick Ole Miss's roster, currently mm-hmm. constructed, State's roster, and the team in June that you think with those rosters looking at them on paper, who's going to win? Mm-hmm. Who would you pick? I, I, I would pick State because, I, as we said at the beginning of this, there's so many questions about Ole Miss. I don't know if Dart is going to be a good SEC quarterback. I don't know if all these transfers are going to be good SEC football players. Where is Will Rogers going to finish as uh, greatest uh, Mississippi State quarterbacks? Because it's Dak and everybody else, right? Right. So Dak will always be number one because of the uh-huh. emotional stuff with him. I mean, his mom passed away while he was here. It's, and plus, he took the team to number one. And also, you would let him marry one of your daughters. Well, yeah, he's got money. 
I, mean, you, I would let a lot of multimillionaires marry one of my daughters once okay, be a, uh, of the, um, of the official marrying age. But what I would say with Rodgers is, even if he only plays two more seasons, I mean, he's, he's eligible okay. to play three more. But if he plays two more seasons, he's going to be the all-time leading passer in college football. So where is he? I mean, he'll be number two. And he doesn't get dinged for being a Mike Leach no. offense. No, okay. because what I mean right now, number two is is Nick Fitzgerald. Do I ding him for being in a quarterback run friendly offense? No. Who's number three? Where's Wayne Matkin? In my personal rankings, he would be fourth. So right now it's Dak, Nick Fitzgerald. God, who's third? John Bond. Okay. Yeah, John Bond was good. Yeah, and then then Madkin. But then Wayne Madkin was that dude. Oh, I love Madkin. Don't get me wrong, but as a little kid, like little Brian, John Bond was like a god. Oh, yeah, I forgot you're a lot older than me. You're like I am. Dinosaur. I am, but, you know, you're the one who thinks you're old. <laughs> well, this was something. <laughs> I don't know how much of it I'll have to edit. We'll figure that out. Don't edit any of it. Just I, leave it alone. For less than a minute here. Ben Garrett, the Ole Miss Spirit on three sports. Talk of Champions podcast at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Thanks for joining me. Love you, buddy. Bye. Bye. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.